Scott, so it was three times the charm. We broke the floor on 30K, but there were some buyers or maybe short covering waiting in the midst there for Bitcoin. What do you make of the action? Very, very interesting, Oliver, because over the last three weeks, the institutional buyers have actually been selling and not buying. And we've seen the buy the dip mentality basically this whole year for six months, the, the big institutional players coming in and buying. So th this, you know, I, I don't want to say this was a bottom. I am absolutely not calling a bottom, but it sure seemed like a little bit of a capitulation today with some of the big players just completely, completely throwing their hands up and saying, okay, I'm out. And I, I don't think it has as much to do with the move in the dollar as it has to do with news coming out of China and then just some overriding fear about regulation here in the U.S. as well. Okay, so Scott, uh, when does it get interesting uh, to talk potential floor or is that just a risky proposition when the floor we were just standing on did crack open? Well, it, it is, you know, we can have that conversation right now. I mean, we touched pretty much those lows that we saw a month ago and bounced real nicely, though some of the altcoins did not. You know, you talk about Bitcoin and Ethereum, they did hit those levels, 29, what was 29.8 in futures and, and basically 1,700 in Ethereum. And we saw a nice bounce here. I don't think that we're in the clear by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't think the, the bulls should be, you know, putting on the, the pom-poms or, you know, leading the cheers, the cheers just yet. However, that was pretty significant. And, and the volume today was huge. This happened on huge, huge volume. In fact, futures volume at the CME today, one of, one of the highest days that I can recall on record, both in, in Bitcoin futures and the micro Bitcoin futures. So uh, again, this may have been somewhat of a capitulation. And, and you know, I think what the bulls want to see here is not a quick snapback. I think you know, they want to see that coiling, as you and I talk about often, and just kind of see some sideways trade here building up a base. Okay. So sideways trade, we can still describe it as that. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with there, uh, Scott, you know, the, the fact that you got to draw with thick markers sometimes, right, as the chart master likes yeah. to tell us. So, yeah, we broke through. 30, but caught itself pretty quickly. Uh, we also saw the dollar break down from strength earlier in the day. Uh, the two sometimes work together, sometimes don't, but risk assets overall have been having a little bit of volatility when the dollar spiked up. Do you think we should count on that dollar resuming its course downward, or are we still going to see some chop around what's happening there? I do think we're going to see chop, but with the bias being to the downside again, you know, pr pretty strong, aggressive move to the upside there just since the end of last week or since Wednesday of last week. And, you know, perhaps it was a bit of an overreaction to to the, the flattening that we saw last week, which looked like it could have been in hindsight, a bit of an overreaction. Again, I, I don't think the dollar is going to plummet from here. I don't think we're going to go sub 90 or 89 anytime soon. But I do think that there is definitely head, you know, headwinds, and I think that will put some pressure on on this upward move we've seen. Mm. Scott, uh, so all right, thinking about what then matters for Bitcoin, uh, what do you get impressed with? I mean, if we do kind of clear the path, the dollar loosens up a little bit, and Bitcoin starts to bounce, where do we set our standards to say, okay, this is a real comeback? Is it thirty-four? Is it 
they're 42. I mean, do we? Where do we start to say, okay, this is maybe not in a downtrend? So 38 was a real big number, both when we broke it for the first time, and then when we rallied back up to 40, 41, whatever it was last week, 38 should have held as some pretty big support. It did not. And then we just kind of saw lights out from there. So I really think that until we get to 38 and can remain above on some decent volume, I think that Bitcoin is under pressure here to retest those lows again at 29. Okay. All right, uh, Scott, do you want to buy it if it holds that 29 again? Uh, I, I did the first time. I'm out of it right now. That was more of a trade. It was not an investment. Okay. I probably would do it one more time, but the third time if it got there, uh, not so much. Yeah. All right. Any idea if we uh, do really meaningfully cut through that floor again, where you want to think about a target, Scott? I mean, how do we even figure that given how quickly we moved up? Yeah, it's very difficult, but but a lot of analysts and, and technicals are saying 22.5 to 23 area might might be the next area there. But I think at this point, you know, when you see these kind of violent moves, as, as you alluded to earlier about the chart master, you do have to look at all of these technical areas, support and resistance with a very thick marker because you're never going to hit, you know, an absolute bottom. You're never going to hit an absolute top, though I will say on this massive sell-off in bitcoin it got pretty close to just touching you know that bottom and that support there and then bounce okay scott bauer thank you for the dots